This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to The Bullpen with Adam the Bull on the Bet Rivers Network. Hello, everybody, and welcome on into The Bullpen. I'm your host, Adam the Bull, and this is my latest podcast, courtesy of the Bet Rivers Network. Coming up today, I go around the NFL. It's week number 10. We'll give you all the picks, including some best bets, for week number 10 in the NFL. A lot of action this week. Last week was a Bimageddon. Bimageddon? Yeah, Bimageddon. Uh, this week, everybody's back. We'll give you the latest lines on the Bet Rivers Sportsbook and make all the picks. But we're going to begin with the latest on the Browns. Where are they on the offensive line? Who practiced and who didn't on Thursday? That's all coming up on the latest edition of the Bullpen with Adam the Bull, brought to you by Bet Rivers. You're in the Bullpen with Adam the Bull on the Bet Rivers Network. So, as we all know, the Browns have a huge game this Sunday against the Ravens. And if the Browns want to have a realistic chance of winning the division, not making the playoffs, because they could lose this game and still make the playoffs. But if they want to have a realistic chance of winning the AFC North for the first time in forever, they need to win this game. The Browns begin action this week, a game and a half, like everybody else in the AFC North, a game and a half behind the Ravens. The Ravens own the tiebreaker, of course, because the Ravens beat the Browns. The Ravens win this game. The Browns would be two and a half back and would have been swept by the Ravens. The odds of them finishing with a better record than the Ravens if they lose this game are not impossible, but certainly very slim. Um, on the other hand, if the Browns win, well, now they're 6-3. and three, The Ravens are 7-3, and three, so now you're a half game back. And now you go to division record. Because you head to heads one, one and one. In the division, you'd both be two and two. I think the next tiebreaker is the conference. And for the moment, the Browns would be four and two and the Ravens would be four and three. I believe that's the, I can't remember next if it's conference or strength of victory or I don't remember off the top of my head, actually. But it really doesn't matter at this point of the season because we're only at the halfway point. The point is, it's a massive difference. The Browns win this game. They've got a very reasonable shot of winning the division still not the favorites but very reasonable they lose this game their chances of winning the division go to probably less than 10 percent so you're talking maybe 40 percent or five percent chance of winning the division based on a win or loss in this game that's how big it is and the browns are going to go into this game with deshaun watson uh in theory as healthy as he's been since the titans game he made it through Sunday against the Cardinals, healthy, and he seemed to be fine uh, following practice last week. I'm sorry, following the game last week. He's been able to practice this week, have a normal week for the first time in a while, 
seemed to work off the rust in the first half where he didn't play well, where he played better in the second half. And so that gives the Browns a really good shot, right? They're healthy on defense, pretty much. Unfortunately, though, the Browns do have a big issue at offensive tackle. But how big an issue is it? Jedrick Wills, the much maligned by me and others, left tackle who played better lately, is on the injured reserve went on injured reserve this week and he will obviously not play this Sunday. On top of that, the second string right tackle who's played like a first string right ca- right tackle, Dewan Jones, has not practiced yet this week. Uh, Mary Kay Cabot tweeted earlier today that uh, Dewan was uh, uh, on the bike. No practice, just on the bikes, along with David Bell, who also missed yesterday's uh, or last week's game. So if Dewan Jones can't play, well, what happens next? And if, if Dewan Jones can't play, then you're talking about your starting tackles are the guys who were fourth, your fourth and fifth tackles. I, I, I say when the season started, I, I kind of um, uh, want to say that, but it's not really because they brought in some new guys since. So who's there? Who uh, would possibly be starting at the tackle positions? So today in practice, according to Jason Lloyd of, the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show in The Athletic. Jason texted earlier, and he said that Garyon, I don't even know how, I'd never heard of this guy before, to be honest. It was an unrestricted free agent, um, uh, signed uh, since the season started. Garon Christian is the guy who was practicing at left tackle today. Yeah, get, let's 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 do some due diligence, shall we? Let's do it together on Garon Christian. I don't even know if he's played a game in the league. I don't think he has. So Garon Christian, who again was remember, even if DeWan Jones plays, they still need somebody to play left tackle. The thought was it would be um James Hudson. But uh, James Hudson was not at left tackle today. And a bad job out of me. Garon Christian has played. I said he hasn't played. I said it's because I spelled his name wrong. Garon Christian, it was actually a third-round pick of Washington back in 2018. He's 27 years old, and he's actually played some in the league. Not much recently. He, he, played, he, he played one game, came off the bench, played one game for the Texans. Earlier this season, uh, was a backup in Kansas City last year. He actually started some games for both Houston and Washington in, in 2020 and 21. So, okay, so the guy's played in the league a little bit. I'm not going to be a phony. I never heard of the guy. He was so far down the Browns' depth chart, they didn't even have him until a few weeks ago. So James Hudson apparently has been passed over, or potentially passed over. Um. Alex Leatherwood, the former first-round pick of the Niners, who the Browns brought into their practice squad before the season, has apparently been – I mean, that guy was a total bust uh, in San Francisco, and obviously he hasn't impressed here. But uh, that's we, – we, we could be looking at some sort of combination of Garon Christian, Leatherwood, and James Hudson. 
Uh, could the Browns consider moving Joel Batonio to left tackle and maybe starting um, Nick Harris at guard, Luke Whippler at guard, uh, Luke Whippler at center, and Ethan Bochich at guard? I know this is kind of crazy, all of this, but that's the situation the Browns are in. The one thing I'll say for Christian is that at least he's played in the league some. It's Jaron. That's how you say his name. Jaron Christian. So at least he's played in the league a little bit. I mean, he started some games, so. But there's a reason he was basically, he was on the open market. And it's bad enough. And I can't believe I'm saying, like, Jedrick Wills is not very good. But he's obviously better than these guys. DeWan Jones has been really good since taking over for Jack Conklin, especially in the passing game, and he may not be able to go. So it's a big deal. Now, all that being said, when you have a good quarterback, you should be able to make up for some deficiencies on the offensive line. It's a tough matchup to do that against because you play in the Ravens. But the Browns have been very good at the screen game this year. Something that's been a weakness for the team in in the past. It's been a strength so far this season. We saw Deshaun Watson throw deep a number of times in the second half against Arizona last week. If if Jaron Christian and James Hudson are your starting tackles, well, you're not going to probably not have time to get the ball downfield. So the Browns are almost trying out a bunch of guys at these spots. Now, hopefully, uh, by the time it's game day, that at least DeWan Jones could play. But if he doesn't practice on Friday, it's it gets tricky. Uh, they also have another guy, another tackle uh, named Leroy Watson. I, I'd never heard of him either. So that's how far down the depth chart we are when it comes to the Browns right now. Other injury stuff. David Bell, I mentioned, he missed last week's game. Uh, he is uh, also was on the bikes today. Uh, Marquise Goodwin in the concussion protocol hasn't been w- working with the team at all. So obviously it's unlikely he's going to play. So at wide receiver, you're down to beyond the Mari Cooper. You've got Elijah Moore, obviously. And you are you are very thin on the depth chart at wide receiver, too. Uh, Cedric Tillman's going to be your third wide receiver. Obviously, he hasn't done anything so far. And then the only other wide receiver they have not on the practice squad is James Prochet, who did a nice job. He just joined the team two weeks ago, and he you know, obviously did a good job punt returns last week, and he'll be the punt returner. Uh, but they might need to use him as a receiver, too, because you only have six receivers on the roster, and two may not play. It's not looking good for either Bell or Goodwin uh, to play this week. So, and despite all of that, despite all the talk of the tackles and the, and the, and the thinness of the wide receiving core, there was some good news. Greg Newsom, Pierre Strong, David Njoku, all back at practice today after sitting out yesterday. Uh, Newsom obviously missed the game last week. Pierre Strong didn't play much. David Njoku obviously is an important piece to what the Browns do. Uh, he's been playing very well. Maybe his best football last month of his career. 
And so hopefully they'll have all those guys back. Newsom is a slot corner. Um, and then Pierre Strong in the mix. I've been saying for weeks, obviously, I'd like to see more of Pierre Strong. I, you know, who knows? Um, the Browns, you know, in terms of uh, Greg Newsom, remember the rookie Cameron Mitchell, he uh, played last week. He was the slot corner. He was the third guy. And then he got hurt. So he's out um, for this game. So it would be nice to have Greg Newsom back. By the way, other uh, positions of note that you have on the practice squad, in addition to Alex Leatherwood, the Browns have one more offensive lineman on the practice squad. They have a guy named Justin Murray. In terms of wide receiver, two guys and three guys on the practice squad, Trinity Benson, uh, Jalon Darden, we saw a training camp and Austin Watkins Jr. the same. Uh, they also have Kenyon Drake, who I wonder if at some point he, maybe he gets some opportunity. And John Kelly, who has been with them the last bunch of years in uh, training camp. A couple of running backs on the uh, the practice squad as well. But d- despite some concerns, and I have some real concerns, obviously, about tackle, especially left tackle, and uh, wide, wide receiver depth, in the end... I think the Browns are going to win this game. What do you think of that? You probably thought I was trending towards the Browns losing this game. I think this Browns team has something that many Browns teams have not had in the past. They got guts. They got toughness. And they got fight in them. And you know what else they got? They got humiliated by the Ravens when they played them in week four. And that was a situation where they thought Watson was going to play all week. And then DTR started. It was a total disaster. And both sides of the ball played poorly. I think the Browns are going to come into this game going to Baltimore with all the humiliation they have suffered at the hands of this franchise time and time again. I think the defense is going to play with their hair on fire. Remember, despite all the injuries on offense, the defense is very healthy. Greg Newsom is the only guy that's missed time of significance. And he's probably going to be back this week. I assume since he practiced today, he's in good shape to come back. Don't know that for sure. I think the defense and the Ravens offense, you know, listen, Lamar's having a really good season, but their their ability to score has been up and down at times. Like they look great against Seattle and Detroit. Uh, they look, But the offense was not good against Pittsburgh. It was not good against Indianapolis. So it's been up and down. And the Browns want to prove that they're the best defense in the NFL and that it's not the Ravens because these two are head and shoulders above everybody else. So we'll, and that will transition us to the picks. The Browns in this game, there we go. The Browns were six and a half point dog in this game. Love them plus six and a half. Like them to win. I think it's going to be a very low scoring game, like weirdly low. 13-10, 16-13, 10-9. I mean, some crazy wacky game. I think it's going to be very low scoring. I think both teams are going to have a hard time moving the ball. I think the Browns will do just enough. I think Watson will play a decent game. Decent. And I love the Browns to cover. I like them to win. I'm laying the six and a half, but I think the Browns are going to win. Uh, again, I'll call the score uh, 15, uh, 16 to 12. How about that? How about that? All right. Let's give you a rapid fire the rest of the games this week. AFC North rivals. Bengals hosting the Texans. Big storyline here. Jamar Chase and T. Higgins both 
banged up for the Bengals. Um, T. Higgins tweaked a hamstring in practice. Jamar Chase, if you were watching Sunday Night Football, took a hard fall on his back. Apparently, it's just a bruise, and he's okay, but it's a lot of pain. My gut tells me Chase plays, Higgins does not. Either way, I like the Bengals in this one. Obviously, the Texans are playing very well. Both teams are, are, are hot offensively, but the Texans' defense is much worse than the Bengals. The Texans don't have a running game either, which makes them a little one-dimensional. Love C.J. Stroud. Love everything he's doing, but I'm going to lay the six and a half with the Bengals. This Packers-Steeler game makes me a little nervous. I'm leaning towards the Packers. I'm hoping my hatred of the Steelers is not blinding me. I think this is another low-scoring game like we will see with the Browns and the Ravens. The Steelers don't blow anybody out. I think it stays close. I got it at three and a half on Bet Rivers. It's It, it may move a little bit, uh, but at three and a half, I like the Packers. Even at three, I like the Packers because I think it's going to be a field goal game. Uh, you know, at worst, I get a I get a, a push, but I'm gonna lay. I'm gonna take the three and a half with the Packers against the Steelers. Uh, other games outside of the division: Lions at the Chargers. That's a four o'clock game on Sunday. Chargers or Lions are three point road favorite. Love the Lions in this one. Coming off a bye, they had their clunker already against Baltimore. I don't like the way the Chargers are playing. Austin Eckler looks like he's going down the tubes. They've lost two wide receivers, the Cardinals, in Mike Williams and Palmer. Uh, now Palmer's out after Williams had gone down for the season. Justin Herbert has not played great. I, I think the Lions come out firing off their bye. I like the Lions minus three. Falcons and Cardinals, this game is just disgusting. Uh, Kyler Murray's coming back for the Cardinals. So it's a, it's a tricky one to predict. They were so bad last week against the Browns. Falcons have a decent defense. I don't like the Falcons coach. I don't know. He's clueless. Um, do they get some inspiration from Kyler Murray playing, or is he so rusty he's terrible? I hate this game. It's a stay away, but I pick every game. I'll lay the one and a half with the Falcons. I think ultimately they're a decent team, and the Cardinals stink. I think Kyler Murray's going to be rusty. He hasn't played in a year. Saints-Vikings, 1 o'clock Sunday. Uh, Vikings at home, they're getting three with Joshua Dobbs, the starting quarterback this week. Derek Carr's played better for the Saints. Their defense has been really good. I'll lay the three with the Saints in that one. Niners-Jaguars, how about this game? The Niners started 5-0. and They've dropped three in a row. Uh, their left tackle's been banged up. You know, Brock Purdy's been turning the ball over after he had, like, no turnovers. The Jags have won six in a row. This is a really tough one. I'm actually going to take the Niners. Um, I feel like the Jags are due for a loss. They've won a lot of close games. The Niners are way too good to lose four in a row. I, I mean, it's crazy enough they lost three in a row, but they're, they're way too good to lose four in a row. Coming off a bye, I'll take the Niners minus the three. Titans at Buccaneers. Uh, Buccaneers are one-point favorite at home. I'm high on Will Levis. I love what I've seen from him for two weeks. Buccaneers have no defense. I, I like the Titans to win this game. Even though the Bucs, I'll give Baker's credit. Baker's played pretty well. Played decent football, but I like the Titans. Bucks defense stinks. Sunday morning game in Germany. Patriots getting two against the Colts. Patriots technically the home team, but it's on neutral, neutral field. Colts are a decent team. Patriots stink. I'll lay the two with the Colts. Uh, let's see. Giants and Cowboys. 
I got this in our in our best bets at 16 and a half. It's now up to 17 at bet for 17. By far the biggest spread of the of the year. Uh again, this would be a stay away if I had to, but since I do and the Giants are going with a practice squad quarterback who's terrible, I'll lay the 17 with the Cowboys. Even the Cowboys can't screw this one up, right? I don't know. Maybe they can. Uh Commanders at the Seahawks. The Seahawks are really scuffling offensively. Geno Smith had his big breakout year last year, but kind of quietly, he's not playing well. I don't know if it's quiet or not. I, I've watched him play a bunch because I got him in one of my fantasy teams, and he's just not been good. Um, that being said, Washington uh, has not been great either, but they've been competitive. They traded away a couple of guys. I, I like Washington to keep it close. I think Seattle wins a close game. I'll take the six and a half with Washington. Jets a one-point favorite at the Raiders. I'm taking the Raiders. Love what I saw from them last week. I'm not a believer in the Jets. Zach Wilson stinks. The Ra- Raiders have something going. They got that, that new coach bump. They played well at home. They're 3-1. and one. Uh, I'll, I'll take a point on the road. And they'll give you the Monday night game, Broncos-Bills. Ooh, the night games. It's terrible. Who wants to watch Jets, Raiders? Who wants to watch Broncos, Bills? These are awful games. But anyway, there you go. Those are the picks. Uh, get extra value this football season with Bet River Squares. Win up to $10,000 in bonus money. Bet $10 in same game parlays on any game with the Squares icon to earn a square. Make sure you subscribe to the Bet River Sports Network on YouTube and also to my show, The Bullpen with Adam the Bull. Subscribe on YouTube or Spotify or Apple Pods. Uh, please hit that subscribe button, hit the bell. You'll get alerts whenever I'm putting out a new podcast. All right. Thanks to all of you. Thanks to Brian Monzo for producing as always. We'll talk to you next time. Where else? But right here in the bullpen with Adam the Bull brought to you by Bet Rivers. See you, everybody. Thanks for listening to the bullpen with Adam the Bull on the Bet Rivers Network.